This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In the last episode, you got to meet Lee Cockrell, the former executive vice president of operations for Walt Disney Resorts. The man has played an integral role in what it took to shape and mold the culture of Disney, the brand. If you missed that episode, make sure you go back and check it out because it was a great one on leadership and how you can show up in the world as an effective leader. In this episode, we are turning the tables and coming to you to talk about one of the biggest challenges that we've heard from you. So many of you have said, I've read the book. I love the book. Yet I struggle to live the book. Is this you? Think about this podcast. If you've been following us since episode zero, you know we've touched on so much of what's required to live a life of focus and achieve extraordinary results. Yet, have you implemented the lessons? Have you formed the habit yet of consuming great content and putting it into action immediately? It seems most people out there, the answer for that is no. So if this is you, it's okay. Take yourself off the hook. Frankly, That was me for a long time. It still is me in certain areas. This is all about going on a journey to mastering your time. Do you ever wonder what the phases are of that journey? If so, then that's the purpose of this episode. To walk you through the four phases we see people going through on their road to becoming a master of their time. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like Breakfast on the Go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. The first phase is treading. Think about a time when you were in the deep end of a pool, treading water. You know, you started out, heads above water, you're moving your arms from side to side, kicking your feet, having a good time. It seems okay. Life's good. You're happy. Yet, as you kept doing it for a while, you realized, you know what? This is starting to get a little bit old. And if you keep doing it for enough time, it gets to the point where all of a sudden you just feel like you're struggling to keep your head above water. This is exactly what it's like for most people when they read the book, they listen to the podcast, and they start trying to implement the practices. Part of the reason for this is that our society today, we believe, is not set up to support you controlling your time. 
it's set up to distract you. I mean, think about it. You've got some of the smartest people in the world working at these big tech companies like Google and Facebook, trying to find out how they can capture your attention. Our focus is more divided than ever before. There is more stimulus coming at us than ever before to the point where we are addicted to stimulus. Have you ever been standing in line at the grocery store just a little bit bored and all of a sudden you reach for your phone and you open your email and you swipe down, even though you had no intention to read an email, necessarily respond to an email, especially if it happened to be a bomb in your email. Do you ever have the time where you're sitting on the couch late at night and you're watching TV and that person you're watching with says, hey, pause real quick because I got I to gotta go fill up my water. And they're only gone for 15 seconds yet. All of a sudden, you're just looking at apps on your phone. We crave this stimulus. The challenge is when you look at someone who is truly treading this desire to constantly be stimulated, this desire to constantly feel like we have to take care of everyone else around us has some real consequences. So how can you know if you're treading? Well, with our founding members, we, we asked them, we said, how do you know if you're in this mode? And they shared with us, uh, the people who are in this mode often feel like firefighters. It seems like there's always fires coming their way, just needing to be put out. And even if you're able to knock one out, to cross that thing off your to-do list, it seems like two more got added. When you move through your days, you're really in reactive mode. The majority of your day is spent reacting to the things that are coming to you rather than proactively focusing on the things that you want to. People who are treading oftentimes lack clarity. Clarity over what their real goals are. Clarity over what they want. If we were to sit down with you and look you in the eye and ask, what do you want out of life? Would we be met with silence? Oftentimes people who are treading, they lack that clarity. They're not clear on their purpose. They're not clear on their priorities. They can be confused from time to time. And that's okay because you've never been taught how to seek that clarity. As a result, though, oftentimes you can feel stressed. You can feel anxious. You can feel overwhelmed. I mean, I personally know what it feels like to be so busy, to fast forward to the end of the day, knowing that you were busy, but then to ask, did I even get anything done? I've been there. I've been in that treading mode. That was me my entire career until I moved to Austin to start this company with Gary and Jay. When I looked at my calendar, it was a bunch of random meetings. People sent me meetings. I said, yes. It was a bunch of random tasks and to-dos that I wanted to remind myself to do. It was, if a customer said we needed to meet, it was on there. There was no real yes or no. If the space was open, it got filled with whatever seemed urgent at the time. And you know what? I didn't know any better. I was keeping my head, head above water. But it got to the point where I started to get tired. I started to realize that this was not the way I could show up in the world and live the kind of life that I wanted to live. That's when I discovered that there was another phase on the journey to becoming a master of your time. That next phase is moving from treading to implementing. Implementing means that you are now taking action based on proven systems and models. I'll always remember my very first day on the job here with Gary and Jay. Gary was hosting a mastermind for some of the top agents in the country. What was so apparent right off the bat was 
that Gary's a man of systems. He's a man of process. If you have read the one thing, you know the three commitments at the end of the book. One of the three commitments is the commitment of moving from E to P, moving from being entrepreneurial to being purposeful. So many of us have this entrepreneurial DNA where we'll jump out of the plane and we'll build the parachute on the way down. We figure it out, right? The challenge is is that every single one of us has a ceiling of achievement over us. We may be making progress in our life and as we start to butt up against that ceiling of achievement, we start to have doubts. We start to self-sabotage and ultimately we fall down a little bit, but then we get motivated again and we start working. We work back toward that ceiling achievement, but we butt up against it again and we come back down. And this process repeats over our entire life if you don't start doing something different. The way that you break through that ceiling of achievement is when you move from being entrepreneurial where you are just constantly figuring out to becoming purposeful identifying the models in the systems that you can work that would allow you to break through that ceiling of achievement and raise where that ceiling is. And the process repeats and repeats and repeats. When it comes to the implementing phase on your journey to becoming a master of your time, you have to have access to proven systems. And you start working the system. As a result, you have a clear plan. You have a clear plan for how to identify your goals. You have a clear plan in place on how to achieve your goals. You have a clear plan in place on how to identify your priorities every single week and to make sure that you are acting in order of priority. You are no longer in reactive mode. When people come up to you and ask you if you've got a minute, you know, you now ask the question, is this the one thing that's going to help me accomplish my number one priority for this week? And if the answer is no, you say no. This is a shift. Moving from treading to implementing requires change. Jay was talking to me recently about, uh, he had a conversation with an astrophysicist. They were talking about a rocket that takes off going into outer space. Jay asked me, do you have any idea what percent of the rocket's fuel is burned in the first two minutes? I said, no. He said, 70%. I learned that 70% of a rocket's fuel is burned in the first two minutes because it requires that much effort and energy to overcome gravity, to overcome all the inertia to getting out of our atmosphere. Yet once you do leave our atmosphere, gravity is lower and it requires little to no effort to keep that rocket going. Moving from treading to implementing this first shift requires additional effort because you are breaking old habits. You are changing the way that you show up in the world. For many of us, these are habits and ways of acting that we have done for decades. When we worked with our founding members for our Living Your One Thing membership community, they experienced this firsthand. It took them a few weeks to really learn the systems, to get them in place. Now, it didn't take them as much time as you might think on a weekly basis. It actually wasn't that much, but it did require some mental endurance. Yet suddenly, you fast forward a few weeks, they had a system identified. They had gotten clarity on what their goals really were. 
not what they thought their goals were based on what society said your goals should be like, oh, you should aspire to climb the ladder. You should aspire to make more money. You should aspire to lose weight. They actually had the time to self-identify, what do I want? And to get into goals that mattered to them. Then they were able to get their plan in place. So they knew every single week, this is what I have to accomplish this week. If I can only accomplish one thing, this is the one thing I absolutely must accomplish and everything else is a threat. If you ever check out our Facebook Lives, I did one where I went into Gary Keller's office and on one of the tables is a piece of paper where he wrote, until my number one priority is done, everything else is a distraction. You are implementing when suddenly you have that clarity. You start acting in order of priority. As a result, you start establishing routines that matter. You start saying no more easily. That's what it means to implement. So I want to recap and I want to pause because we always want to make this actionable for you. Consuming content is great, yet the greatest value will come when you implement. Are you treading right now? Are you going through life, keeping your head above water, but it's requiring work and you're realizing that you need to make a change? Are you implementing? Have you read the one thing and you committed to actually going on a road to mastering it? Have you been listening to this podcast and when we give you actions at the end of the episodes, you have actually time blocked them and taken action? Are you implementing the models and the systems that we can teach you? Do you have clarity on your goals? Do you understand your priorities for the week? Are you acting in order of priority? Are you saying no? If you are in one of these phases, awesome. Embrace it. That awareness is that first step. Identify where you are. Identify where you want to go and the steps that you need to take. Now, we want to let you guys know that what we're going through right now, these four phases, which we've covered two so far, this is the core of what the Living Your One Thing community is. This is the membership platform we have been creating with our founding members. And they helped us identify and understand that what this really is, it's about teaching you and holding your hand on how to live your one thing. If you would like us as your accountability partner, to be your partner in getting results, to moving from each phase, from moving from treading to implementing and through the remaining phases, then go to the one thing.com slash membership. Or you can text the word founder to the number 33444. We are opening the doors to this thing in a matter of days. July 18th is the day that the doors will open for this and they will close on July 30th. That's just under two weeks for you to join because we want to get all the right people on the bus. And then we are going to stop accepting new members and we're going to focus on serving those members at the highest capacity, at the highest level, so that we can hold their hand on their journey to becoming a master of their time. So please go to the onething.com slash membership now because the doors are about to open. So you start with treading, you ultimately move your way into implementing. Once you implement, it's about mastering. 
This is the third phase of becoming a master of your time. You know you are mastering when you have the habit of seeking clarity. At regular rhythms throughout the year, you pause, you take a step back, and you seek clarity. What is my purpose? What do I want out of life? You identify your goals for the big goals for someday from now, and you work them back into milestones, five years, one year, a month, a week. You genuinely believe when you wake up every single day, you are on the right path. Those systems, they are in place. You don't even have to think about them. They are a habit. They are who you are. As a result, you feel confident in where you're going. You feel confident that you can accomplish your goals, your big goals, and you do achieve them. When you look at your calendar, you are a time-blocking master. You are not saying yes to something unless you understand that it is going to directly contribute to you accomplishing your big someday goals. You act in order of priority as habit. Saying no is no longer a challenge to you. You have now trained the world that you will respond to certain channels and sometimes you won't. And if someone approaches you requesting your time, they understand that they need to come prepared to make the most of that time. How many of you right now, when someone asks for your time, do you feel like they really show up prepared to get the most from that time with you? Do they value your time? Do they respect it? If the answer is no, the question for you is, have you trained the world to respect your time? What it looks like to show up prepared. When you go on this journey, these are the things that you learn. You learn how to train the world, your environment, your community around you. The beauty of this is once you've mastered the subject, it no longer becomes about you. And that's when you get into the fourth and final phase of your journey, which is moving from mastering to empowering. I remember early in my journey when I had heard the Jim Rohn quote that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I had a chance to meet a man named Jeff Hoffman who was on the founding team of Priceline.com. I remember thinking to myself, why is this guy talking to me? One day, I got the courage to actually ask Jeff. And point blank, I said, Jeff, why are you talking to me? And what he said shocked me. He said, because at one point in time, I was where you are today. And there was someone who reached back grabbed my hand, and helped pull me forward. They didn't ask for money. They didn't ask for me to wash their car. All they asked was that one day, I pay it forward. Now I'm in the position in my life where I have everything I could want. I have all the money. I've done the travel. I've bought the toys. Now I just want to leave a legacy. As Jeff and I continue to talk, he shared that in his mind, entrepreneurs would change the world. So he felt that it was his obligation to mentor the next generation of entrepreneurs. Every single one of us, you and I, at some point in our life, will have a need to leave a legacy. The ability to have your name live beyond your physical presence here on this earth. Transparently, this is a big reason of why um, I love serving you through this podcast so much. 
seeing the type of impact, hearing the type of impact that it makes in your world. That's legacy. This is part of my road to moving from mastering to empowering, turning around and teaching others. One of the things that we've noticed from working with our founding members is a limiting belief that pops up around this. People feel can sometimes feel like they have not mastered the subject matter enough to earn the right to turn around and teach it. If this is you, I'll share something that I heard Gary Keller share, which is the importance of teaching from where you are. I know what it feels like to have that imposter syndrome where you doubt if you're good enough, you doubt if you're worthy. Yet, what my mentors have helped teach me is that no matter where you are, there's absolutely someone who's further behind on their journey than where you are. If you can give yourself permission to turn around and grab that person's hand and help pull them forward, you end up sharpening your saw. You end up becoming a greater master of the subject at hand. Moving from mastering to empowering means that you accept and embrace your role, your obligation as a teacher, as a leader. When you do this, you end up bringing a higher level of accountability into your life because you realize people are watching you. This means you end up having even more focus. You strive to get even more clarity on your path. You make your goals even bigger and you hold yourself accountable to hitting them. You start leveraging others. You start succeeding through others. This is by far the most rewarding phase because now you really get to make that impact. What's interesting about this is, is once you do this, you realize that that ceiling of achievement that you've had hanging over you for so long, that you've been butting up against for so long, just got bigger. Gary has always said that when it comes to building an empire, you have to give yourself permission to make your world so big that a talented individual can step into your world and have everything they could possibly ever want and remain inside your world. If you heard episode 47 with Linda McKissick, we talked about this in greater detail. I mentioned how every single one of us, think about a time when you left a job. You left that job because one day you woke up and you realized there was no way for you to have everything you could possibly want inside the world of that organization. So you left. What's interesting about this right here is that when you move into the empowering phase, you start teaching other people. You start expanding their mind in terms of what's possible and holding their hand. These people flock to you. They want to be in your world. They are loyal to you. When you have those types of relationships, do you think that what you can accomplish stretches? Do you think your ceiling of achievement will be higher? then it's all about recycling the system. It's moving from E to P all over again. When that ceiling is reset, you have to identify the new models and the new systems to break through that level. And for a while, you will tread and then you will implement, then you will master, then you will empower, and then the ceiling will raise again. And it goes over and over and over again. The payoff is if you commit to being on the road to mastery, if you commit to becoming a master of your time, what that looks like over decades is truly inspiring. Look at a guy like Gary Keller. Look at what he has been able to build. Not just the largest real estate company in the world. He happens to have co-authored the highest rated business book of all time. 
And that's just two of many, many, many ventures. And it happened because he knew that it came down to succeeding through others. It came down to empowering people, teaching them the systems, and showing them how they could get everything they could ever possibly want inside his world. What's possible for you? What could life look like for you in just 12 months if you committed to going down this journey? If you had the right community around you that was going through this as well, that could support you. If you had access to the people that could guide you and grab your hand and help pull you forward at an accelerated rate. What could be possible for you in just 12 months? What could be possible for you if you kept doing that over five years, over 10 years, 20 years? This is what it looks like to live an extraordinary life. You think big and you start by acting really small. My question for you is which phase are you in? Are you treading where you're just keeping your head above water? Yet you're surviving, you're doing good. And you know that you got to make a change. Are you implementing where you have identified the models and the systems? You are taking action. You are working this into your life. Are you mastering it? You've got the systems down and now you are holding yourself accountable to becoming a true master of the subject, of the systems. Are you empowering? You've mastered yourself. You're on a roll. And now you're turning around and you are helping the people that you care about live this. Where are you? If you can walk away from this episode with simply acknowledging where you are, that's step one. And now ask the question, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it would allow me to advance to that next phase in my journey? Get clear on it. Open up your calendar take action. If you'd like to have us there riding shotgun with you as your accountability partner, as your partner in getting results, if you would like to be surrounded by a community of like-minded people who are constantly raising the bar and living this journey with you, consider joining the Living Your One Thing community. Go to the onething.com slash membership, or you can text the word founder to the number 33444. We would love to welcome you into this family. With that, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope it has brought value to you. If you are not already subscribed to the show, please do so. So all future episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. If you have not yet left us a rating or a review in iTunes, please do so. We read every single one. They mean the world to us. And if this has added value to you, it would mean the world to us if you would share it with just one person today to tell them about this podcast and to encourage them to subscribe. We are doing this because this is part of our our way of moving into that empowering phase to impact the lives of ultimately hundreds of millions of people. Yet we can't do it without you. It requires that you turn around and help other people. And if this is a valuable resource that you believe would help them, sharing it. So thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode.